understand that. We'll start off with page 410. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus.
promise you can do every day and count our blessings.
meetings are going to go crazy tonight. The leaders are at least because uh, I got the pulpit at nine after. So when we get out of here around quarter till or something like that, they're going to be going crazy. Like, what? Uh, Brother Caleb barely gets through his uh, prayer request by that time. So uh, I do appreciate you being here this evening. Uh, I hope that you've already been blessed for being in the Lord's house tonight. It's always good to be in God's house. Amen. And uh, I'm looking forward to what the Lord has for us tonight. We're going to continue our study on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in July, I guess, is what we can call the series. But uh, I want to invite you to Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 18 through 20 is where we're going to be at tonight. Ephesians chapter number 5, verses 18 through 20. The Bible says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in your house. Lord, to uh, get the shot in the arm for the week, and Lord, just to help us get through. And Lord, we just thank you for a good church that we can come to and to hear the Word of God preached. And Lord, we ask tonight that you would have your way, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, that we would be submissive to your will, and Lord, that we would uh, be obedient to everything that you speak to our hearts about. Lord, I pray that uh, there's one here that doesn't know you, that today be the day of salvation. Lord, for those that uh, aren't walking with you, aren't uh, living for you, God, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, that you would uh, convict their hearts to let them know where they're, uh, where they're wrong. And, Lord, I pray that you would do a work that only you can. Lord, we'll not fail to give you all the praise and glory and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. By nature, we are unthankful people. We are just not the great, we're just not uh, thankful. And, and, uh, but because we have been born again, we, uh, we are to be uh, thankful people. And we have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, if uh, you've heard me say it many times, if all we have is salvation, we can rejoice in that. But God has given us so much more, and we ought to be rejoicing in that. And uh, we ought to be thankful in everything. The Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you and uh, the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You say, well, um, am I supposed to be happy about everything? I mean, trials and troubles, yes. God says it in everything, give thanks. But this is the will of God concerning you. And uh, God said it. I didn't say it. Uh, God said it. And we are to live by his principles that are found in his word. I'm going to look at three thoughts this evening about Thanksgiving. You'll have a message. Number one, I want you to look at the person of thanksgiving. Notice there in verse 19, it says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. To the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. Who are we to give thanks to? I, I think we uh, could all agree that it's quite admirable for uh, one's life to be marked with the, this characteristic of gratitude and thankfulness and, and uh, a life that is marked by being quick to simply say thank you. I think that's a great quality to have, but it can't end there uh, because there must be an object to whom 
we give our thanks to. Someone, some, some uh, out there thank their lucky stars. You ever heard that? Thank my lucky stars. I don't know such thing as lucky stars. Uh, I eat lucky charms, but I don't, I don't believe in lucky stars. Some would, when they, when they receive an award, they want to thank their parents, which I believe you ought to thank your parents. Amen. We ought to, uh, if you have good parents and loving parents that uh, teach you the things, the truths of God's word, I mean, you ought to give praise and thanks to your parents. Um, and I think about Hollywood when someone wins a, a, an award, an actress or an actor wins an award, they thank their director and their fellow cast and all this stuff. And some of them even give praise to the Lord. And I don't know how much of that is just Hollywood Christianity. It's not for me to say, but who's ultimately should be the one that we give our thanks to? I mean, yes, let's uh, when we when when we give praise services and we have those times of. Of thanksgiving, we need to number one thank God for all things. Thank Him. All this, notice what this says giving thanks always for all things. Notice this unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to give thanks to God ultimately, and, and uh, first priority is, is to give thanks to God for He is worthy. The Bible says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. God created us to give him praise, to give him glory, because he deserves it. We need to recognize and realize that everything in our life comes from God. Everything. Every trial, every triumph, every valley, every victory, we can rejoice in the fact that God knows exactly what He's doing in our life. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We should be thankful to Him that we're alive. I mean, I woke up this morning and I was thankful that I'm alive. You know, I, I mean, I, I rejoice in the fact... I said it Sunday night, you can't threaten me with heaven. But you know what? I have my family here, and I enjoy spending time with my family. I have my church here. Uh, I have my loved ones here, and I enjoy that. We need to be thankful to Him that we're alive. You know, it, it's all because of Him. The Bible says in Acts 17, notice these words in verse 25. Seeing He giveth to all life and breath and all things. See, he's the one that is worthy of all the praise and all the thanksgiving. And yes, I think we ought to thank our spouses for the things that they do. Yes, but you know, ultimately we need to thank God for giving us the spouse that he gave us to. Uh, I mean, we need to thank God for all these things. It's all because of him. We need to praise him for what he's done in our lives. We need to be thankful uh, to him for our finances. And Deuteronomy 8.18 says, Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he... That giveth the power to get wealth. It is Him. It is Him. Many of us here this evening perhaps don't feel uh, necessarily rich by any means or wealthy. But did you know that if you have a little money in the bank, a little money in your wallet, a little spare change in the, uh, a dish at home or something like that, you're among the top 8% in the world? Yeah. We have been so blessed as a people. We need to be thankful unto Him for our finances. We should be thankful to Him for our church. Now, Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added unto the church. It's the Lord's church. You know, it's, it's, this is His church. This is our church, but it's His church. And we belong to His church. And Matthew 16.18 says, Upon this rock, 
I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is God's church. Amen. Someone might be saying right now, I, I never really thought of being thankful for my church. Did you know that if you can attend a church service without fear of uh, torture or harassment, arrest or death, you are blessed more than 3 billion people in the world. You're more blessed than 3 billion people in the world. I'd say that's grounds to be thankful for. Thankful for your church. And besides that, did you know it's harder and harder to find a church that stands on biblical principles anymore? It's harder and harder to find, I'm telling you. See, we should be thankful for our church. A church that's old-fashioned. It's okay to be old-fashioned. It's okay to stand on the principles found in God's Word. It's okay. We don't have to change with the times. I don't believe we have to do that. I believe we need to stand where we stand and, and be firm on that. Then we should be thankful for him, to Him for our jobs or promotions. You know, the Bible says this in Psalm 75, verse 6 and 7, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He put it down and setteth up another. We need to be thankful for our jobs, our new positions or promotions. But then we, need, we should be thankful to Him for our families. Thankful to Him for our, I thank the Lord for a good wife. And uh, I thank the Lord that he gave me the wife that I have. Because I can tell you that there's not too many people that would put up with what they put up with. What she puts up with and my children put up with. And I'm thankful that they love being part of the ministry. And uh, God gave her to me. The Bible says, he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 127.3, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. I'm thankful also for my salvation, and that I no longer have to fear death. 1 Corinthians 15.54, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful mark to, uh, on one's care to be thankful. But make sure that it's directed in the right direction, where it should be. I believe credit is due ultimately to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We need to give Him praise. We need to give Him glory. The Bible says in Psalm 75, 1, Unto Thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto Thee do we give thanks. For that thy name is near thy wondrous works, declare. Then I want you to notice the, the, the period of thanksgiving. The period of thanksgiving. We've seen the person of thanksgiving, which is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, the Trinity there. But I want you to notice the, the period of thanksgiving. Look there in verse 20 of our text. It says, giving thanks always. Notice the period there. There's not a... There's not a uh, a stopping point. There's, there's, well, just in good times. We need to give thanks whenever everything is going well. Well, yes, amen. Praise the Lord. We should. But when everything is falling down, when everything is, seems like it's so hard, we can't handle it, give thanks anyways. Amen. Give thanks for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the, Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, Thank we God without ceasing. 
What that literally means is it's a continual thanks. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks should be on our tongues at all times. I mean, we should be giving praise and thank you, Lord, for this and thank you, Lord, for that. And, uh, you know, I say it all the time and I, and I point out Miss Suzanne because uh, not a lot of people, whenever they smash their finger with a hammer, would say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we all think she's crazy. But no, that's the way we should be. Thank you, Lord, for, thank you. Thank you it wasn't my whole hand. Uh, thank you that it didn't detach you. Thank you for whatever the case, but we need to be thankful for all things. All things. We celebrate Thanksgiving as a holiday once a year there in November. And uh, we, we do that here at our church. And then we try to make it a month of, of Thanksgiving, giving praise to God and Thanksgiving for all that He's done for us. Uh, all that he's doing for us and all that he's going to do for us. Uh, and, and Thanksgiving was first, uh, the first holiday was when William Bradford, the governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony, made a Thanksgiving Day proclamation uh, many years ago. And while that day marks the first recognized day of Thanksgiving uh, in this country, our hearts, our hearts, uh, in our hearts, God's word admonishes us to be ever full of Thanksgiving to God. For all that he's done for us. The Bible says, notice these, these verses here. 1 Thessalonians 1-2. We give thanks to God always for you all. Making mention of you in our prayers. Ephesians 5-20. Giving thanks always. 1 Corinthians 1-4. I thank my God always on your behalf. Psalms 30 verse 12. O Lord my God, I will give, thee, I'll give thanks unto thee forever. You see, every child of God goes through times in their life when they are earnestly searching for the will of God. I mean, they're earnestly searching in some important matters in their life. Perhaps what to do after high school. I'm sure many of you done that. Perhaps it's who to marry. I hope that you did that. Sought God's will for that. What kind of employment should I pursue? Where to live? Or there's millions of other matters that are important to us that we are trying to find God's will for. Sometimes it is not easy to know the absolute certainty of what God is. It doesn't say, thus saith the Lord, you should buy this house. But you know what? I believe that through God's word we can have clear direction. And that and through prayer. You know, the Bible says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God. Concerning you. That's one thing that we can know is God's will, is to give thanks in everything. To give God thanks. To, to, that's the will of God concerning you. The Bible says that we are to give thanks without ceasing, and it's God's will for us to give thanks for everything. Someone might say, Well, right now, I just don't feel like being very thankful. Not a lot of things going right in my life. God has been good to you. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what, what someone may be facing today. I know that we all go through hard times. I know I've been through hard times. I know each one of you have been through hard times for still to be thankful. Even in the tough times. Notice this. I, I, God is good. Lamentations 3.22 says this. It is of the Lord's mercies. That we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Matthew Henry. 
the Bible, the famous Bible teacher once came across some thieves and was robbed. He later wrote these words in his diary. Let me read them to you. He said, let me be thankful first because I was never robbed before. Secondly, although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Thirdly, because although they took all my all, it was not much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed, not someone else. Now, how are we to be thankful when someone comes up and robs us? Well, that's a great example of giving thanks, even while being robbed. That was Matthew Henry. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or whether you take them with gratitude. That's a good, that's a good line right there. So I don't know who wrote it, uh, but I, I wrote it in my Bible. And I'm going to say it again in case you want it. When it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or whether you take them with gratitude. Take them for granted or take them with gratitude. Think about how very difficult this world would be if we took things with gratitude instead of for granted. Sometimes we have this thought, well, everything's just owed to us. We deserve this. What we deserve is to die and spend eternity in hell. But thanks be unto the Lord Jesus Christ for his unspeakable gift. Think about how everyone in this world practiced the lost art of giving thanks. Don't cease to give thanks to the Lord. Not just one day or on, on, on our calendar as November and Thanksgiving comes around. But every moment of every day, give thanks unto Him. I had Miss, uh, Miss Judith McGinnis is one that uh, she's always been an encouragement to me here at the church. And she came to me and she, she wrote those, those uh, uh, journals that she wrote. And she passed out to all the ladies and she said, Pastor, did you recognize yourself in that journal? And I said, yes, I did. Because every time she sees me, she says, Pastor, you're the most joyful person I know. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful compliment. I think it's a wonderful compliment. But, you know, I, can, I can't take the credit for that. It's because of the Lord. He gives us joy and he gives us peace beyond uh, our own understanding. And I'm thankful for the joy that he gives us. Don't cease to give thanks. Every day, give thanks in every situation. This week, I found I, I bought a truck here a couple a couple weeks ago. Just an old junk uh, truck. Not the one that's out there, but uh, I bought an old beater truck. And uh, I knew it was going to need a little bit of work. and uh, uh, It's going to need a lot of work, actually. And I knew it was going to need a little bit of work, but I, I thought, well, it's worth buying for just an old beater truck so I don't have to drive my good truck around and get it beat up and dusty and dirty. And so I took it and I took it to the shop, the mechanic, and asked him to look it over. And he said, I'm going to do an 86-point inspection. I said, okay, that sounds, sounds wonderful. It didn't sound too wonderful after he was done. I think every, well, every one of those 86 points, well, there was something wrong with every one of them. And uh, he called me up today and he says, you know, there's a list four miles long. He says, that truck ain't worth even having. And I said, well, what will it take to get it roadworthy? He says, the first thing we've got to do is this, and that's going to cost around $700. And he says, then we've got to do this, and that's going to cost. He says, I'm just going to have to figure it out. And I said, I don't need it to win a beauty pageant. 
I just, I just, all I wanted is to run. That's all I wanted. Just, to, I mean, it's got a great engine in it. I just wanted to get me down the road. And he said, "I'll see what I can do." So, uh, but I, you know what? I'm thankful. I'm thankful that uh, somebody else didn't get that truck. Okay, uh, it could have been somebody else that got it. Give thanks for everything. Then I want you to notice the purpose of Thanksgiving. Look there in our text. I'm, I'm going to read our text again there in Ephesians chapter number. 5, verse 18, um, 18 through 20. You notice a couple things here uh, in this text. The Bible says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. What is the purpose of being thankful? thankful? Being filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the purpose? God has been good to us. In this verse, it talks about being filled with the Spirit, being thankful for all things. Can I tell you this? You can't be filled with the Spirit unless you're saved. I'm saved because of His grace. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Grace is getting. Now, now some of you need to know what grace is. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. Grace is getting what I don't deserve. I don't deserve salvation. I don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve His love. But he has given it to me because of his grace. He's given me what I don't deserve. Now, mercy is not getting what I deserve. There's a difference. Not getting what I deserve. What I deserve is I deserve hell. I deserve eternal judgment. I deserve separation from God. But I'm thankful that I don't get what I deserve. Aren't you glad that you don't get what you deserve? Because each one of us deserve to spend eternity in the devil's hell. Let me say, let me ask you a question. What would it take for you to really be happy? I mean, to really be thankful. I mean, to rejoice. Some of us, if, if uh, the Pacers won the, the basketball tournament. If, uh, for me, if the Reds won the World Series. That would be a joke. Uh, but uh, for me, you know, maybe this, or for me to catch a 20-pound bass, big mountain bass, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But what would it take to make you be so thankful? Is it to win a million bucks, 10 million bucks? God says be thankful in everything. Whether it's your favorite team wins the Super Bowl or the World Series or whatever the case may be or whether you win money or you get money or whatever the case, or whether you lose money. We need to be thankful. What one thing would it take for you to really be truly, genuinely thankful forever? You see, all those things, money is going to fleet away. Your favorite, what, what happened? The Cubs won the World Series last year. First time in I don't know how many years. And probably the last time for a lot of years. It fleets away. It goes away. What truly will make us happy? 
realizing that God's in control, trusting Him in everything, in every trial, in every situation. For Paul, the thing that caused him to rejoice and to break out with thanksgiving to God was simply the fact that people received God's Word. Notice this in Colossians 2, 7 and 8. It says, Rooted and builded up in Him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. People who readily follow traditions and philosophies and even religion, but not the Word of God. You see, it's not natural to them. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2, 14, But the natural man receiveth not the things that are spiritual, the things that are of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can they, he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They can't understand the spiritual things. Why? Uh, because they don't have the Holy Spirit living and abiding in them. They have the natural man. They are of the natural man. I, I heard people all the time say, well, the Bible just don't make sense. Well, if you were saved, it would make sense. Now, I can't tell you I under, understand everything about the Word of God. I, there's many things I'm still learning, ever learning. I will continue to learn until the day I die, I hope. But the natural man is not going to understand the things of God. Jeremiah 7, 27 says this, Therefore thou shalt speak all these words unto them, but they, shall, they will not hearken to thee. Thou shalt also call unto them, but they will not answer thee. But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished. Everyone in here this evening has heard the word of God. But that does not mean that everyone has received the word of God. I can read my Bible every day. Reading and receiving are not one and the same. Evidences that we have received are this. We receive it without argument. When God says it, it isn't up for debate. It isn't for us to say, well, God, you said this, but I don't think that's so. How dare you even question God? Notice this. It says in Luke 5, 4, it says this. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto them, unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let go uh, down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. You may not understand it, folks. It does, it doesn't, the, the Bible doesn't always make sense to us. How in the world, I mean, now you explain this to me. How in the world can uh, the Israelites walk around the walls of Jericho? One time each day for six days, and then on the seventh day, do it seven times, and shout, and, and, and how can the walls just come tumbling down? How in the world does that happen? It doesn't make sense. But God did it. Amen. Receive it without argument, then receive it with affection. The Bible says this in Luke 24, 32. It says, And they said one to another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened up to us the scriptures? I tell you, they, there was, there was a, that was the first case of heartburn, they say in the Bible. Our hearts were burning because of what God was saying. 
then receive it and absorb it. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Psalm 119, if you read the, the, the uh, Psalm 119, you'll read in there, every, in every verse except for two, the word of God is mentioned every time. Only two times it doesn't speak of God's word. Our problem today is not one of knowing what God's word says. It's more often a matter of simply receiving it and doing it. Obeying it. God says it, folks. We're to obey it. Whether we agree, whether we understand. When God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and he went the direct opposite way. You know what? That wasn't up for debate. God told him to do it and he was to do it. Folks, when God, it should be that real to us as well. When God speaks to our hearts about doing something, we're not to run the direct opposite. We're to go running the way he tells us to do. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and, and the God of peace shall be with you. John 13, 17, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. People are searching for joy. I'm telling you, they're searching for joy and peace and happiness and contentment. And it's right under their noses the whole time. Hearing the word of God. Receiving it and doing it. Then and only then will come peace that has been so elusive. Then and only then will you be truly happy forever and ever. Well, we've seen this evening the person of Thanksgiving. That's God. The period of Thanksgiving we're to... We're to be thanks, thankful all the time. Always, without ceasing. And the purpose of thanksgiving is to give Him praise and to give Him glory. How many more reasons do we need to truly be thankful tonight? He is worthy of our praise. God's good. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Just some more thoughts and more thoughts from my studies on being thankful, being thankful in everything, giving praise to God, for He's worthy of our praise. Tonight, I'm going to ask you just a couple questions. Maybe you realize there are some areas in your life you haven't been thankful for. Maybe it's the difficulties. Maybe it's the valleys that you're going through right now. You said, I, I haven't been thankful for those things. You know, God says to be thankful for everything. But this is the will of God concerning you. you. Say, Pastor, that's crazy. How can we be thankful for these things? Because God put them there for a reason. To give Him praise. To give Him glory. We may appreciate things so much more. Maybe you're here tonight and you just need to do business with God. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord, just to give you thanks and praise for you are worthy. You, you are worthy of all praise and, and uh, thanksgiving tonight. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would have your way. Speak to our hearts. Lord, help us to be by uh, our new nature, to be thankful people, a church that is thankful for everything 
trials and troubles, Lord, not just the victories and uh, not just the triumphs, but Lord, for everything that comes our way, because you said this is the will of God. Lord, I pray that uh, folks would find a place around the altar, commit thy ways, their ways to you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to give and what you're going to do. We'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Ms. Haley's going to begin playing. God spoke to your heart. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar. God has spoke to your heart about something. I want you to just be submissive to his will. service and remember Miss Judith McGinnis told, told you a little bit about uh, what was going on there. Um, ask that you would continue to be with and pray for her and the family. Would ask that you would remember the walkers. They, uh, they'll be uh, at the, uh, their destination there in Reno, Nevada. They'll be there tomorrow. I talked to Brother Nathan today. Um, he said they have just a, a few more hours of driving tomorrow and they'll be there. So you remember them in your prayers all right, someone else have a prayer request tonight? Prayer request. Would ask that you would continue to pray for our church, that we would grow in number, but most importantly in spirit. Pray for Brother Adam tonight. Brother Adam is feeling sick. Um, of course, when you're a doctor and you come in contact with a lot of sick folk, uh, you often tend to get what they have. So pray for him and the family as they're all probably will get it one time or another. And you remember uh, Brother Amos uh, in your prayers. Maybe someone else? All right, let's go ahead and go to the Lord. In